0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in John chapter 10, verses 22 through 42. Jesus will once again claim that he and the Father are one. Before we jump into this text, I want to thank the family leader for being our Daily Dose Devotion sponsor in 2023. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the family leader for their support. Chapter 10, verse 22. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. This is a feast that celebrated the rededication of the temple back in 164 BC, continuing on, it was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. (laughs) He's been pretty plain so far guys. Verse 25. Jesus answered them, "I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one." So not only does Jesus claim to be God again. But he teaches us something important about salvation and about belonging to the family of God. That is that once somebody belongs to the family of God by faith in Jesus Christ, once they're part of his flock, A, they'll never perish. Of course, we're referring to spiritual perishing. They'll be in heaven forever. And B, they can't be snatched out of his hand. In other words, you can't become part of God's flock, part of Jesus's flock by faith in Christ, and then unbecome part of God's flock. There's a theological doctrine surrounding this that is somewhat debated called the perseverance of the saints and while I know there are some good Christians who are on the other side of that debate, I don't know how you can draw a conclusion any differently than what I just articulated based on what this text says. The notion behind perseverance of the saints is that once somebody is saved, they're always saved and if it turns out that there's somebody who does not have faith in Christ, who supposedly previously had faith in Christ rather than thinking they went from having true faith to losing their faith, it might be that they never had true faith to begin with, or it might be that instead of their losing their faith in the present, they're simply in a downturn in their faith, and their faith will eventually return before they die. It actually wasn't my intent to get into all that, but if you want to study it more, go ahead and do that on your own, and I trust that if you do study it, God will use it to grow your faith in him, as well as your dependence and belief in his word. Verse 31, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Of course, that's because he said again that he and the Father are one. Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? He's referring to different miracles that he's done. The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are God's? And just briefly, it's important to know that Jesus is referring to Psalm 82, 6 here, which would be considered part of the Old Testament law and prophets. In this text, human judges are referred to to as gods, that is, little g gods, sons of the Most High, because of the role that he's given them to judge. So Jesus is using that text, which they would believe, to argue this, is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods, that is, little g gods, to whom the word of God came, in other words, these judges had the word of God come to them, and they were kind of like gods, got to carry out the judgment of God. So if God called these judges gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, he's referring to himself, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God. In other words, if the scriptures call these judges little g-gods, then you should be fine with me calling myself God because I'm not merely a judge in the Old Testament to whom the Word of God came, but I'm the one that the Father consecrated and sent into the world. You're going to tell me I'm blaspheming because I say I'm the Son of God? If I'm not doing the works of my Father, then don't believe me. Again, Jesus is appealing to the miracles in the ministry that he's done. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. And by the way, we've seen this many times in the Gospels now, the Jewish people trying to lay hands on Jesus, trying to arrest Jesus, trying to kill Jesus, but he slips away, or he escapes from their hands. And I always wonder what that looked like. Was this some kind of supernatural escape where he just kind of poofed out of the way? Or was he able to just kind of briskly walk between people and get away? That's going to be a question when I get to heaven, if we have a chance to kind of have him fill in some of the blanks for us, then I'm going to be curious about what was this escaping from their hands all about that you did over and over and over in the Gospels. Verse 40, Jesus went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man Jesus was true, and many believed in him there. I mentioned this in a previous devotion, and. It It's not an idea that's original with me, but with a writer named Josh McDowell who wrote a book called More Than a Carpenter. He said that Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. He either claimed to be one with the Father and knew that he wasn't, therefore he was a liar, or he claimed to be one with the Father because he thought he was even though he really wasn't, which would make him a lunatic, or he claimed to be one with the Father because he was one with the Father, he was the Lord. It's got to be one of the three. Jesus can't just merely be a good teacher, or a moral leader. He's a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's the Lord. And the preponderance of Scripture, coupled with the most reliable secular history, coupled with just plain common sense, disqualifies the two former options and leaves us with only the third option, that he's the Lord. I hope you serve him as such and have made it your life's purpose to help others do the same. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts. Or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30 minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.